Football Christmas is almost here. What are the 49ers going to do? I'm here to tell you. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund, GameVR Radio in San Francisco. If you are new to the YouTube channel, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. We've got a ton of graphics to show you as I'm going to go down all the key positions for the 49ers and the key uh, free agents within those positions and also the key 49ers to keep as well. We already have 49ers news, so we'll get you caught up on that. We'll give you the key dates, what all this means, why am I making such a big deal that it is NFL Christmas, and I'll tell you about that in just a second, but let me get some things out of the way. As I said, thank you very much for watching on the YouTube channel. Please hit the subscribe button there and subscribe. We do all sorts of shows, live uh, broadcasts, live casts, things we can do, chats, so forth on that. So make sure that you hit up the YouTube channel, Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much. If you didn't know there was a podcast, there's a podcast? Yeah, you can just take it with you. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast as well because we put special stuff out on the podcast too. So make sure you, that you subscribe, whether it be the podcast or the YouTube channel. Simply search John Lund Unleashed Various Sports Talk. Subscribe on both so that you can take us with you or if you have time to watch on the YouTube channel, that is dandy as well. And then, of course, my uh, show with Greg Popper, the voice of the 49ers on KNBR, KNBR.com, KNBR 680, the app, or you can stream us if you're in the Bay Area, obviously KNBR 680, or on the FM side, 104.5 FM. That's 10 a.m. to to uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, so make sure I am back. I went to Billy Joel over the weekend. Very cool down at SoFi Stadium. It was also cool to go to SoFi Stadium and not see the Rams, which, by the way, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Dolphins on Sunday. So lots of stuff going on ahead of the um, craziness and the frenzy and the heavy petting, which is what I like to call it on Monday, and that's exactly what's going to happen. In fact, let me just put everything up on the board. These are the dates that you need to know. So as you can see right there, the window for teams to designate franchise or transition, that is gone. Next, that is tomorrow, that is Monday, uh, today, March 13th through the 15th, legal negotiating window ahead of free agency. What does that mean? That means that basically Adam Schefter and all the other insiders, Tom Pelissero, uh, name them, you know, uh, Rap Sheet, all those guys are going to have all the free agency done by the end. And I want to explain free agency in a minute. Then at 1 o'clock Pacific, it's just 4 Eastern there, we're in the Pacific the 2023 new league year starts. Teams must be under the salary cap trading period. Free agency opens, although free agency will be done, at least the first wave. Uh, qualifying offers, blah, 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 blah. Head coaches, April 3rd. Returning head coaches, so like the 49ers on April 17th. Restricted 27th through the 29th is the draft from Kansas City. Blah, 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 blah. All you care about is tomorrow is March 13th, and this thing begins. And it's not the new league year, but it might as well be the new league year because uh, as we talked to Mike McGlinchey on our show last week, he's expected to sign with the Bears basically at the stroke of midnight. Uh, excuse me. Agree to terms. Know the terms. Monday you agree to terms. Wednesday you can actually sign and put pen to paper. And between agreeing to terms and putting pen to paper, sometimes guys go, eh, maybe I'm going to change my mind. But a lot of the stuff is going to be done tomorrow, the first wave. Now, first rule of free agency. You don't want to be a big player in free agency. It's like Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club, no, no, no one knows about Fight Club. Everybody knows about free agency, but you don't want to be a big part of free agency. So for years and years and years, it was the Jets and the Jags and, the, and all the bad teams. Why did all those teams have money? 
because they didn't draft, develop, and the most important part, they didn't re-sign their guys because they stunk. They drafted poorly, whatever the case may be. So the same teams year in and year out were throwing in a bunch of money, and you're like, ooh, watch out for the Jags. Ooh, watch out for the Dolphins. Oh, watch out for the Jets. And they all were signing a bunch of guys because they drafted poorly, didn't develop, didn't re-sign, therefore had to take the scraps and leftovers. And another rule to know about free agency, there's a flaw to most every guy out there. And so if a guy makes it to free agency, what's wrong with that guy? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Mike McGlinchey, just to use him as a perfect example, but he's going to be too expensive for the 49ers. So some of it is like that, but he's not perfect. There's flaws to everybody. But some guys go to a team and they really flourish because it fits, and those teams are really smart. But the smart teams are normally the Patriots, teams like that who wait, okay, who are the guys slipping through the cracks, and all of a sudden they fit their system. They got them within a reasonable number. It keeps their salary cap space. It keeps their numbers right. They balance, they win. That's just how it is. The teams that throw a bunch of money on this first day, who are like the Bears and so forth, they're not the best teams because they didn't develop. They drafted. There's draft, develop, sign. Draft, develop, sign. Okay, you drafted. You didn't develop. You didn't re-sign. So you got to go get somebody else. So that's rule number one. Don't be freaked out because the 49ers are not part of the first wave. It's unlikely they will be. And yeah, they're going to lose Mike McGlinchey at the very least in the first day. So those are the rules. All right, let's go down. <laughs> let's get going on what you care about, which is who's a free agent, what does it matter, what's going on, all that kind of stuff, right? This is what you care about. So last week I did this, but I'm going to recap it. I color-coded who I think was coming back, not coming back, and maybe. So it's obvious. Red not coming back, yellow maybe, green coming back. I think coming back. Doesn't mean that they are. I'm just saying I think they are. So start at the top, and I may have to move that Jimmy Ward into a red now because if you didn't know, uh, Deshaun Gibson has resigned a one-year contract with the 49ers. Jimmy Ward had said he didn't want to play the slot at the end of the year. Said last week on an on a Insta Live that he'd be okay with playing slot. I don't think he is necessarily. I think he's going to look at the market. He'd rather play free safety than nickel if he doesn't find the deal he's looking for. I think he would double back to the 49ers, and I think the 49ers would love to have Jimmy personally. Uh, I've interviewed Jimmy a number of times, training camp last year being the uh, being the last time. I mean, I talked to him in the locker room this year, but on and off the field, I think Jimmy Ward is absolutely imperative. He plays a great nickel. He can play free safety. Gibson's older. He's a versatile player. I'd love to have Jimmy Ward back. At the end, you see on the right side there, five I want. Jimmy Ward's going to be in the five I want at the end of all this. Jimmy Garoppolo not coming back. Samson Ebicom not coming back. Emmanuel Mosey's in green. He's working out at the 49ers facility. But there's an asterisk by his name because you got to get depth behind him. Remember when Jason Verrett got hurt in Detroit week number one in 2021? You don't want that to happen. So I like Emmanuel Mosey, but he gets hurt a lot. And he's coming off an ACL. So you need a backup plan for him, even though I'd love to have him back. McGlinchey, no. Aziz Alshire, you might as well put him in Houston now. Uh, D'Amico Ryans loved him. He's a free agent. He would be perfect in Houston. That's probably where he's going. You've heard Robbie Gold things. Oh, he's not coming back. He said he's not coming back. That's called posturing. I'd still give him a maybe. Daniel Brunskill, Knight is the starting right tackle, but they love having his versatility up and down the line, can play all line positions. Hassan Ridgeway, maybe, because I don't think he's going to be very expensive and he can stop the run. Kyle, uh, Kerry Hyder didn't work out the second time around. Tyler Croft, not just because of the missed block. They need to upgrade it back up tight end. We'll get into that in a minute. Maybe Maurice Hurst. We hardly knew Yee, but he was looking good before he got hurt. And he can play inside, and they need depth there if he can get healthy. Deshaun Gibson put that in a green because that's already been done. 
Uh, Josh Johnson not coming back. Jordan Willis, they like his play on special teams. Plus, can rush the passer a little bit. Ross Dwelly's had plenty of time to uh, to take hold of that second tight end position, and it's an emphasis this offseason for the 49ers. I doubt he comes back. Jake Brendel, I put in green, but I've read and talked to a lot of people that think he's going to have a robust market. So there are a lot of centers. We'll go through that in a minute. Jason Verrett, no. Tavarius Moore, maybe. Good special teamer. Charles Mennie, who I'd love to have back. I have him green because I think the 49ers are going to make him a priority. Maybe not the top priority, but he's a guy uh, that unless he gets a major, major deal, I think the 49ers would love to bring him back because he can play inside, he can play outside. He's versatile, long arms, just getting into his prime at 25. I think a Mennie is a guy that they would like to have back. Right, so there's the 49ers free agent picture. Let's start at the fun place, all right? Let's start on the defense. Let's start on the edge because, to me, this is the number one priority for the 49ers. Nick Bosa, no sacks in the postseason, and it's not his fault. It's just that's the way it goes. And Samson Ebicom, God love Samson Ebicom, but four and a half, four and a half, and five and a half sacks, he just doesn't scare anybody. And they got to get somebody better, and there's a ton of veteran pass rushers. Now I'm going to put a few of them up there, and let's talk about them. And, again, anything you see here, whatever, you don't have to agree with me. So whether you like it, whether you hate it, at John Lund Radio, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, mostly Twitter. That's where I uh, will answer a lot of the questions. Put the comments in under here if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Hit me up anytime. You think I'm crazy, guys you don't like, whatever, guys you want me to talk about, hit it up here. But here's your edge, guys. So 49ers targets the edge. Uh, free agents, Leonard Floyd, love to have him. He's going to be expensive. Yannick Ngakwe is a guy, that's why I have his picture up there. He's 28 years old. I don't love his metrics. Uh, Pro Football Focus doesn't love him, but he's a wide nine guy, and at least he's gotten eight sacks uh, every year of his career. So he's a guy that absolutely, at least, you've got to respect opposite Nick Bosa, and I don't think he's going to cost a ton. Arden Key had a nice year in Jacksonville, signed a one-year deal after signing a one-year deal with the 49ers. I think that would make a lot of sense. Inside, outside versatility, especially if a Menehu doesn't come back. My guy right there is Marcus Davenport. He's 26 from the Saints. Big problem is he gets hurt. But he's from UT San Antonio. A couple of Niners are from UT San Antonio on this uh, team, including uh, Spencer Burford. They were teammates, but uh, they weren't teammates. He's too old. But look, Davenport's a guy who's 6'7", 265. He's at a central casting for an edge rusher. He can't stay healthy. So maybe right there you're going, let's not go back to the days of Trent Pokey and get a guy who's got uh, problems. But if he's healthy, opposite Bosa, that's a terror. Frank Clark's been released or going to be released by the Chiefs. Robert Quinn is a guy I'd love to have. Just put him in in passing downs if he comes cheap. He's 32 years old. Now, last year, only one sack between the Bears and the Eagles. year before, at 18 and a half. So, Robert Quinn's a name to watch if he's not too expensive. In-house, Ebicom, I expect to be gone. Amenahue, I would hope to be back. Willis, they like his free agency. And, of course, uh, Jackson's got to be better. Uh, John Lynch said at the end of the year that Jackson has just got to get better, uh, and he kind of uh, bottomed out. No on Jadavian Clowney. He's only 30 years old. It seems like he's 40 years old. Every year he signs a one-year contract. Every year he gets hurt. Not to say he's not talented. I want nothing to do with him. Uh, what they'll do, this is what I think they're going to do. Who knows? But in Gakwe, I don't think it's going to cost too much. His metrics are down. But he's only 28 years old after being in the league this long. You've got to respect him opposite Bosa. He is not a run guy. He is absolutely not a run guy. Love to have a Menahu back, and then I think they'll get somebody in the draft. It's a deep draft for edge guys. So even though the 49ers don't have a pick until the third round, and remember that because of Trey Lance in the first round, because of 
Christian McCaffrey, second, third, fourth round. They don't have a pick till the third round, so I still think they'll go after the draft. But Ngakwe would make sense. Amenahu bringing him back, so he's got that inside-outside versatility. Key is a guy to watch as well. So those are the edge guys. Hit me up, at John Lund Radio. What do you think of that? Those are your edge guys. All right, let's go to defensive tackle, and let's explain defensive tackle before I flash something up there. Um, whether we like it or not, I, look, I like Kinlaw as a guy. There's nothing wrong with, with Kinlaw, but the problem with it is is that knee is just not going to allow him to do what the 49ers wanted to when they drafted up 14. They traded Buckner. I mean, on paper, it made sense, right? We can't afford Buckner. We're going to keep Armstead. We're going to trade for this pick from the from the Colts. They moved down with Tampa Bay. They took Worfs, and then the 49ers uh, took Kinlaw. And it hasn't worked out. And one of the reasons it hasn't worked out is some of it is technique. Some of it is young. Some of it, I mean, he's got everything, long arms, power, all these things, but the knees are just not going to allow it. All right, so if he gives them anything, in my mind, it's a bonus. He's never going to be a superstar player. So, again, they need not only somebody opposite Nick Bosa, they need somebody inside. Uh, Chris Kacerik, their defensive line coach, likes to have depth. Keep them coming, keep them fresh. Keep them coming, keep them fresh. Want some good run defenders. Want some guys that can push the pocket. So they need to do that. And in 2019, when they went to the Super Bowl, this is why. The Eagles, this is why they went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs were good in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones inside. Frank Clark, guys like that. So defensive tackles. All right. Uh, Fletcher Cox is 32. Dalvin Tomlinson, I would love. Played with the Giants and last year with the Vikings. He's 29 years old. He's actually a really good run defender and is starting to become a pocket pusher in the middle. I would love that. Uh, Grant Gaines from the from the Rams. This is the guy, Matthew Iadonis, uh, Ionitis. It's Ionitis. Matthew Ionitis started with Washington last year, one year with Carolina. That's his picture up there, and you're going, why Ionitis? Why, why Matthew Ionitis? Because he played with Steve Wilkes in Carolina, and you start putting pieces together of what somebody needs. Ionitis is not a household name. He's not a guy that's going to get you really excited, but he's a guy that's a decent run defender, but even more so, he's a good pass rusher from the middle. So if you just for the sake of conversation, if Ngakwe's on one side, Bosa's on another side, they bring in Ionitis as a pass rush guy with Armstead, or if they can get a, a Manihu back, a Manihu's a good pass rush guy inside, whatever. Ionitis is a guy that can rush the passer from the inside and push a pocket. And all of a sudden, all this stuff you're trying to do against Bosa, now he's got some guys inside that can push the pocket. Ionitis. Uh, can play every down. I don't know that he'd be a starter, but if again, if reasonable, he knows the defense. He played for Steve Wilkes. Start putting two and two together. Ionitis is a guy. Puna Ford is still really young with Seattle. Didn't have a great year last year, but it's good. And one of my favorites, Ashawn Robinson, who's only 28, the last name on the free agent list from the Rams. He's nice. Uh, he's been in the league for a long time. He's more of a run-stuffing guy. Uh, Ionitis is more of a pass-rushing guy, but I like Ashawn Robinson in-house. I mentioned Kinlaw Armstead. Givens is a restricted free agent. I think they're going to bring him back. Maurice Hurst, again, injury, played for the Raiders, looked pretty decent. Ridgeway's a free agent. He wouldn't cost a ton. Hassan Ridgeway is just purely depth. Not and I when I say no there, it says Javon uh, Jay Hargrave, which is Javon Hargrave of the Eagles. No, not because I don't like him. He's 30 years old, but he's going to make $20 million a year. Javon Hargrave isn't going to be on the 49ers. They just can't afford him. And there's an interesting name there under sleeper, Jerry Tillery. It was a first-round, late first-round pick by the Chargers. Got released late last year. Picked up with the Raiders. Actually played a couple of decent games. And the 49ers did put a claim on him when he, one of a number of teams, when, when the Chargers released him. He's about 6'6", 290 out of Notre Dame. 
and he just didn't get his feet under him for whatever reason with the Chargers. I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers tried to get him cheap and then put some magic on him with Chris Kacarek, former first-round pick Jerry Tillery, who's still a young guy. So what they'll do, Ioannidis is what I'm predicting. Tillery as a uh, guy that they just throw out there and say, let's see if we can get him cheap, and then another defensive tackle. Again, deep defensive tackle draft. Ioannidis, Tillery in the draft, that would be pretty good to me. I don't know what, to, again, Tillery, I do like Ashawn Robinson in there as well, but they're not going to get that many guys. But the 49ers certainly are a team, as we well know, that love their defensive linemen. So there's a number of different guys in there. I think they'll bring a couple back. Like to get a Menehu here, too, because he can play inside and he can play outside. So there's some names to know as far as the 49ers. At John Lund Radio, what do you think of that? Ioannidis is a guy to keep an eye on because he, and now look, I'm just saying he played for. Uh, the new defensive coordinator of the 49ers. So that's something that is is a connection that I'm making. Do I know anything on that front? No, I don't. All right, let's move on to the defensive backs as we preview Monday's free agency. And again, you're going to hear all the rumors and all the stuff. And then uh, Wednesday, they could put pen to paper. So let's go defensive backs here. There we go. Finally got it up. Uh, free agents. Shaquille Griffin's an interesting one. He's a former Seahawk. We know him because he played in the division in the Seahawks. And the 49ers were incestuous in players going back and forth, certainly during the Pete Carroll-Jim Harbaugh time. Now, he went down to Jacksonville for a couple of years, wasn't great down there, but uh, plays this kind of a system. Uh, I'm putting safeties and corners, so defensive backs, all defensive backs. Jesse Bates of the Bengals has been talked about with the 49ers. Jordan Poyer's really nice. Bradbury, of course, with the uh, P.I. or the holding, I guess, in the Super Bowl, James Bradbury. Uh, that's an interesting one. Sutton, he's a defensive back uh, for the – he's a corner for the uh, Steelers who can play inside and outside. Rocky Asin, I'll get into him in just a second. Started with the Colts, went to the Raiders. Byron Murphy's a guy you know because he was with the Cardinals. Jamel Dean was is uh, was with the Buccaneers. He's going to be probably be too expensive for the 49ers. In-house, Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, you got Thomas, who's in the doghouse again, Womack and more, who's more of a special teams guy. And I'll get into those guys in a minute. No, and that's Patrick Peterson. I just think he's he's older. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is not going to be a guy that the 49ers can afford. And I told you, Sutton, the outside-inside corner of the Steelers, depending on how much he would want, I would love to get him. Now, he's not the biggest guy. He's about Mosley's size. But then I put what they'll do, Mosley, Gibson, Rock Yassin. Now, Mosley is number one there, but the reason I put Mosley up there, and he needs somebody behind him, which is why I put Rock Yassin. Now, will Yassin be the guy? We'll go through a couple of those other names in a minute, but I want Emmanuel Mosley back. He's tough. He's good. He's getting healthy. But a guy coming off a knee injury, just like a couple of years ago when Jason Verrett was coming off a knee injury, and then week one in Detroit, and all of a sudden it was Josh Norman, and it basically ruined the entire season. I realized they got to the NFC Championship game. But that was a circus every single time at corner. So, okay, get Mosley back. Have him opposite Javarius Ward. But you've got to have somebody behind Mosley coming off a knee injury like that. You just have to. Shaquille Griffin didn't play great in Jacksonville. He could be cheap. I like Byron Murphy. Had some nice games against the 49ers. Came out of the University of Washington. Didn't exactly uh, live up to expectations. But, again, I'm trying to think guys that are cheap because I'm just – what I'm doing through this whole thing, and I guess I should tell you this at the beginning is – I'm putting realistic names up there. Now, some you're just not going to get. You're not getting Jamal Dean. Uh, You're not getting James Bradbury. I mean, those two guys are expensive. Jesse Bates is going to be too expensive. But I put his name up there just so you know. But I'm trying to be realistic in this. You're not getting all these high-end free agents for the 49ers and signing Nick Bosa and, you know, 
doing all the things that you got to do. There's a lot of guys making a lot of money on this team and Kittle and Warner and so forth, and they're just not going to be able to do a ton. So I'm trying to be realistic. But Mosley, I think they'll bring back. Gibson, they have already brought back. I threw out Rocky Yassin because I think he still has upside. I think he can play inside, outside. He's a physical corner, which is really something they don't have. Uh, a bigger corner going up against some of these bigger receivers. So he's a guy. Sutton is the guy that I, I really like for the from the Steelers. I fear he's going to be too much. And then the reason I put Shaquille Griffin, I don't know. I don't know what the 49ers think of Griffin, but he played uh, a number of games against the 49ers well, and he made a bunch of money in Jacksonville. Is he a guy that would, would come back over to the NFC West, not cost you a lot of money, and be an insurance policy for Emmanuel Mosley? You'd be in pretty good shape there where he could stay outside. Maybe Mosley can come inside if they don't get Jimmy Ward back. So that's why I set, uh, thought what I thought as far as the defensive backs. Give me your thoughts on that. All right, so that's the defensive side of the ball. And again, just to recap this whole thing, uh, re we're looking ahead to Monday and 49ers free agency and what could potentially happen. A lot of guys are going to go off the board. Uh, they're going to lose Mike McGlinchey probably to the Bears on Monday. Some of those other guys that I put up there, 49ers free agents, are simply going to be too expensive just to go up there. Jimmy Ward, I still think, wants to play free safety. I think he can be gone. But McGlinchey, as I put the red mark through, Jimmy Garoppolo, we're here in Raiders. Uh, and then some of these other guys I put red marks through, it's, you know, Jason Verrett's injured. There's just, there's just no way he's coming back. Uh, Manny Hugh at the bottom there with the green is really the guy that I would want. And then Robbie Gold's going to be an interesting story as well. But, again, some of this stuff is just going to be because they're just simply uh, too expensive to keep. So I, that's the defensive side of it. Priority is edge rusher. Got to get some depth at defensive tackle, and you got to get some insurance for Emmanuel Mosley if you can be him, bring him back. You've already got Hafunga and Gibson at safety. You have Shavarius Ward. But again, is, are you going to go uh, Womack with the nickel? If you could get an outside corner of those guys that I showed, maybe move Mosley into the, into the slot if Jimmy Ward doesn't come back, then I think now he'd be cooking with gas. All right, let's go to the offensive side. By the way, they're going to lose Aziz Alshire as well. Do they need to sign a linebacker? Not really. Uh, they've got they've got decent depth there. I mean, they probably need to draft a linebacker. They're really good at finding linebackers. You got to find those fast linebackers. There's a ton of speedy linebackers in this draft, so I would imagine that probably even though they don't pick to the third round, they'd be in decent shape there. All right, let's move to the offensive side. To me, uh, beyond edge rusher, this is probably the most important position, and that's offensive tackle. Uh, Wiley was great in the Super Bowl for Kansas City. I think he's underrated. Played right tackle and did a nice job in keeping keeping Philly off Patrick Mahomes. Some people say that Andrew Wiley has bad uh, numbers according to Pro Football Focus because Mahomes holds the ball so much, and they do think that uh, he's a little bit underrated and may make some money there. Uh, McGarry's a West Coast guy. Uh, he's going to make too much money, and I didn't put McGlinchey's name at all up there because they, John Lynch said it, and Mike McGlinchey told us last week that he was just going to be too uh, expensive. But Caleb McGarry is a guy that Atlanta uh, got, and we saw in that game against Atlanta last year, really good run blocker. I just don't think, again, a guy that I think is going to be out of the 49ers price range. I put Jawan Taylor up there. He's more of a pass blocker at right tackle, and he's only 25 years old. I mean, in a perfect world, he would be pretty good. I'd like to have him as the right tackle, but he's going to be too expensive. Taylor, Lawan. the only reason I put Lawan up there is because people have been uh, hitting me up on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, asking me about Taylor, Lawan. He's more of a left tackle. He's had a ton of injuries. He's 32 years old. I just don't see Taylor, Lawan as an option for the 49ers. Sleeper, Andre Dillard of Philadelphia. He's played left and right tackle, not very much of it, since being the 22nd overall pick for the Eagles out of Washington State in 2019. And 
uh, you look at that offensive line that Philly has, and I, he just couldn't break in. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. But if he would sign a reasonable contract, there's a guy that you could potentially develop, Andre Dillard, and you'd put him in at the right side and, and see what you got. I don't know what the 49ers think of him. I don't know what kind of a draft grade they had him had with him in 2019, but he's a guy that's sitting out there and may not cost you too much. What they'll do, and again, I think it comes down to finances, they just re-signed Colton McKivitz. They didn't sign him to starter money necessarily, but what they want to do, I think, is start Colton McKivitz, re-sign Daniel Brunskill, allow Brunskill to play that you know guard, tackle, and even center at times spot they like his versatility, so I don't think they're going to start Brunskill at right tackle. Colton McKivitz is your typical brawler kind of a right tackle, but he's got to be able to pass protect. We saw in the Philly game the speed off the edge is what ended the 49ers season. Is Colton McKivitz good enough? Uh, I was there for the, not the NFC Championship game, but the last game of the season in 2021, and McKivitz was out there and played left tackle for Trent Williams, and he played all right. Now, one game versus having to be the all you know, be the right tackle. I would like to see them go out and try to get somebody. Uh, there's one guy that I'm going to give you in five I want that I didn't put on this list because I want you to stay for five I want. And he's an offensive tackle, but he's had injuries. But when he's right, he's really good and he's young. So there's the free agent targets. Wiley from Kansas City, McGarry, Atlanta, Jawan Taylor, expensive. Uh, Taylor Lewan, I just don't see it. Andre Dillard's an interesting name, but it probably is going to be uh, McKivitt's job and re-sign Daniel Brunskill and kind of hold your breath at right tackle because you can say all you want about McGlinchey and may, he, he's not this and he's not that. Uh, I think he's better than Colton McKivitt's. And so I would be a little nervous to start Colton McKivitt's. Will they go with the draft at right tackle? It, it doesn't look like a great tackle class and they're not picking until the third round. They went with Spencer Burford, a rookie. They went with Aaron Banks, essentially a rookie. They went with Brendel, who even though he's 30 years old, hadn't started and then you got Trent Williams. Do you really want to go with the young guy at right tackle? I mean, they do have McKivitz. He's been here a couple of years. What I'm saying is, are they going to go draft? I would doubt it. So I wouldn't mind if they spent some money there because I think offensive line is massive, especially when you're talking about uh, protecting the quarterback if and when Brock Purdy gets there and he's hurt. You don't want him to get hit again like that, obviously. All right, center. As we look at uh, 49ers free agency, which starts on Monday, pen to paper on Wednesday, Ethan Pokchik is a guy that uh, was in Seattle for a lot of years, was a second-round pick out of LSU, and then last year went to Cleveland on a flyer, and uh, Bill Callahan was there, the former Raiders head coach, and worked miracles. He was a top five, according to Pro Football Focus Center. Would he come back cheap? Uh, ben Jones just got released by Tennessee. He's 34. McGovern, he's a guy that spent the last few years with the Jets. Bradbury is a former first-round pick of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He's 27. He can get bowled over a little bit. Power gives him trouble. Bradley Bozeman, 28. Not a bad center for the Panthers. So if Jake Brendel, and what we're hearing is in-house, I put Jake Brendel, who's a free agent. And actually, I was nervous at the beginning of the year because he had bounced around. Mostly he'd been with Miami, and he had never started. So I'm like, well, what's this guy going to do? The middle of the line, especially given how powerful now defensive tackles are, and they just they can bust your game. Uh, crush the pocket. I just wasn't confident in Brendel. But by the end of the year, he's pretty solid. But what we're hearing, if you look at right there where it says what they'll do, Brendel made $1.035 million in 22. We're hearing that Jake Brendel is going to get a pretty good payday. So it's not that I don't want Jake Brendel back. It's just any of those. And ben Jones, to me, I don't know. McGovern's solid. I mean, really, any of those guys that are in that five, maybe outside of Ben Jones or maybe Ben Jones for a year or two, 
Uh, I don't know that there'll be a huge drop-off with Jake Brendel there. I'm saying they're going to get Brendel back, but we're hearing that uh, Houston wants him, of course. We've heard Denver's name. So there's a number of teams that have already jumped out on uh, Brendel, and so it wouldn't shock me tomorrow if Brendel was a guy who went early for some reason. There's some buzz on Jake Brendel. So uh, if he doesn't come back, I think there are there's a number of different options, and he wouldn't panic at center, even though Jake Brendel was pretty solid for the 49ers in uh, 2022. All right, this is, a, this is a position that I'm not really overly concerned about. I think that they've got people on the roster. I think that they could potentially uh, draft somebody with a specific need, but uh, people are always buzzing about OBJ, so I wanted to throw wide receivers out. And I put a WR4, wide receiver four, because that's really all they have. It's wide receiver four. So, Mac Hollins, who I really like, he's 6'4", 220, and had a nice year with the Raiders. Plus, he plays special teams. Richie James Jr., who I had a good chance to uh, have on our show from the Super Bowl. He had a 50-plus catch here with the Giants. I know he fumbles. I know he has drops. I'm just saying he can play special teams. He was really good for the Giants last year. Demarcus Robinson, former Kansas City Chief, had a career year, 48 catches the Ravens. Braxton Berrios was just released by the Jets. Uh, he's a guy who can play on special teams as well. He can carry the ball every once in a while. Pretty good on reverses and so forth, sweeps, jet sweeps. Uh, in-house, and this is why I don't think they're going to do much at that position, even though those are some decent names there as far as a wide receiver four or five is concerned. Danny Gray needs to break out. You see his picture right there. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, they like him on special teams. And no, Robert Woods already signed and OBJ, I know that the 49ers and Kyle maybe has a minor obsession with OBJ, so they went and took a look. But And again, look, I'm, I'm not against more offensive weapons. It's just that I don't think OBJ makes any sense what they'll do Gray and Ray Ray and potentially add somebody else in the draft. I'm not anti-OBJ. It's just that, and, and look, none of this has been substantiated. It's just that people are saying, or we're reading, or the word is, however you want to term it, He's looking for $20 million a year. Well, the 49ers aren't desperate wide receiver. We're hearing the Cowboys probably. We've heard the Cowboys forever on OBJ, and he's a big name, and he's probably at this point more name than he is production. And so that sounds like a Dallas Cowboy to me. I just look at this roster, and I say, okay, you got Debo and you got Ayuk. There's one and two. Uh, Juwan Jennings is three. Could they upgrade a little bit there? Yeah, I think they could. I mean, nothing against Juwan. He's good, not great. Uh, if you put somebody in the slot that was more dynamic, okay. I can see that. Juwan could have some some drop problems. Uh, it, you're going to put OBJ right there? I mean, again, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be an upgrade in the position, but what are you going to pay for that position? When you need an edge rusher, when you need depth along the defensive line, when you potentially need to pay a center, when you when you need a right tackle, maybe it's going to be McKivitz. Maybe you go cheap in all those positions where you might need another corner. I mean, there's this is a good football team. They're in a Super Bowl window, but can – with all the offensive weapons that they already have, do they need a wide receiver three or four OBJ and paying that kind of money? I don't think so. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I just flashed it up there. This is the position offensively. Okay, center and tackle, but this is one they've been, that really they've been not so secretly, but maybe you're unaware. They've been trying to upgrade tight end too for a long time. Give George Kittle a little bit more time off. Kyle loves double tight sets. Remember he, uh, a couple years ago, read the old uh, – Washington, I'm missing his first name right now, but they tried that. They've tried it a couple of times, and I think this is the year because there's a it's a really good draft and a deep draft for tight ends, number one, even though the 49ers aren't drafted until the third round. And then there are some names here that have some connections to the 49ers. So Mike Gusecki, 
I don't think he's I, I think he's overrated. He's coming from the Dolphins. Had a good year two years ago, not this last year. Dalton Schultz is going to be too expensive. Robert Tunyon's an interesting one because Robert Tunyon's an interesting one because he's really good friends with George Kittle, as a lot of these guys are because he does the tight end university thing, tight end U. But Robert Tunyon's a guy that uh, blew a knee out, came back, had a decent year, doesn't have great speed, uh, isn't a tremendous blocker. But again, you're talking tight end two. Could they do that? Hayden Hurst is solid. Uh, Austin Hooper is a guy that the 49ers have tried to get in the past, and he's only 28 years old, comes out of Stanford. Uh, he would be more of a receiver than he would be a blocker, but he's still not bad. And, again, Austin Hooper and George Kittle, would they want to do that? Uh, in-house, Croft, Dwelly, and, of course, they've got uh, Warner as well. I, those guys have all I, – I, I think that uh, Warner would still be on this team because he's a good blocker, but Croft and Dwelly, the reason I put those guys up there, and specifically Dwelly – I just think they've had, especially in Dwelly's case, opportunities to win the tight end two job, and they just haven't done it. And so I think they need to really look at something at tight end two, and I think that's something they really want. Uh, the draft is deep. One guy right there, and that's why I put his picture up, and you know him from San Jose State, Josh Oliver's only 24 years old. He was a third-round pick at Jacksonville. Had a nice combine. He's about a 4-6 guy. Went over to the Ravens. Hasn't done a ton. I think he got about 16 balls last year, but I, I really think Josh Oliver is a guy, if they can get him for their number, would be a nice tight end, too, for the 49ers. I think would upgrade tight end, too. So what I think they're going to do, I'm going to make a bold prediction. It's not over, that overly bold. Uh, Josh Oliver and the draft. Real deep draft for tight ends. So I think we're going to see a new tight end, too. Josh Oliver of the Ravens. What do you think of that at John Lund Radio? I think he's going to be a sleeper because when you have this many weapons on offense – somebody's going to get lost. And so that tight end, too, on the field has to be some sort of a threat because he's going to get a, a matchup advantage every time. So make sure that you get somebody. That, I mean, he's got decent speed. He's a 4-6 guy. Seems he's going to get lost. And so if you can get a, a tight end that you – know, they, they want him to be able to block. There's no question. But if you get a tight end that can consistently catch and beat man coverage because that's what he's going to have. He's going to have a slow linebacker. Or maybe somebody – oh, they left him. He's open. Can he get going to get to the end zone? Is he fast enough? Got him on a seam route wide open. That would be what I would want. So, anyway, Josh Oliver's a guy. Tight end, too, though, is a position that the 49ers are absolutely looking to upgrade. And, finally, my five, all right? These are just – I'm not saying, you know, I, I may be blowing the bank a little bit. I'm not – I don't think I'm going overly crazy. I don't think this is ridiculous. If they could get these five guys, I think it would be an amazing free agency. Uh, they don't listen to me, so my opinion doesn't count. But here you go. Five guys, uh, like the Burgers – so Marcus Davenport would be my guy opposite Bosa. I realize. Let's do our Trent bulky voices together. <sighs> but he, you know, he's got injuries. Injuries really give him a whole lot of trouble. There's no question about it. But if he was healthy, he's 25 years old. He's a former 14th overall pick of the draft a few years ago. And when he's healthy, he's a terror. And he, like I told you before, he's straight out of central casting. He's about 6'6", 265. Uh, can get it done. He's got a number of different moves. He's going to knock down passes. So he's a guy I'm looking at. Uh, I told you the one about the uh, the Panthers, Iadonis. Uh, he's a guy that I look at and I say to myself, just because he played in Steve Wilkes' defense, he's a pass-rushing defensive tackle. Who's He's 300 pounds, so he can go against the run as well. He's a decent run defender. He's an uh, above-average uh, defensive tackle as far as uh, pass-rushing is concerned. Put him next to Eric Armstead or Menahue if they can re-sign him. Uh get, you know, a Davenporter, or I told you before, Ngakwe probably is more the way that the 49ers would go with Bosa, and all of a sudden now you're cooking with gas because Iadonis is a guy that 
uh, can absolutely uh, rush the passer from the interior. And he played for Steve Wilkes, so you can kind of put two and two together. Maybe that makes sense. I just told you about Josh Oliver. They need to upgrade it. Tight end, too. This is one I didn't mention. Isaiah Wynn and Trent Bulky is very excited right now, but the 49ers probably are not. So I'm telling you, Davenport is an injury guy. Isaiah Wynn's an injury guy, and he made it to free agency because of that. I told you about free agency at the beginning. We talked free agency, the rules of free agency. Guys are flawed in free agency. Isaiah Wynn, when he's healthy, is a is one of the top maybe five, but certainly ten right tackles in this league, but he just hasn't been healthy. Now, he's only 26 years old. You could you could sign him to a team-friendly one-year contract, maybe have some sort of a something where you can get him for the second year as well, like a team option kind of a thing, but he, he would be better than McGlinchey and younger than McGlinchey, and you could get him for much cheaper because of the injuries. Again, you're going into free agency. Not everybody's going to be perfect. Now, I am giving you two injury guys in Davenport and Wynn. That's not great. The 49ers have had injuries. I know that. But Isaiah Wynn is a, is a quality right tackle, and I don't want to downgrade the offensive line. Did we see what happened in the playoffs? Did we see what happened in the Super Bowl? The offensive and defensive lines win games. The Kansas City Chiefs, you can flash for all you want about uh, Patrick Mahomes and the different things they can do. They won the game because they kept Mahomes hel- uh, upright and – they played well along the defensive line. Same thing with Philly, offensive, defensive line. That's why they won the NFC. To me, that's where they have to not just stay the same or get worse. They have to get better. Isaiah Wynn, to me, if healthy, better than Mike McGlinchey. Defensive line, got to get deep like he used to be, and you got to get a guy who scares the opponent. Damn, Davenport, I, you know, across from, uh, from Bosa, and you're getting deep along that defensive line again, and Isaiah Wynn, if he's healthy on the right tackle spot, now you're better, and they have to be better, not the same or worse. The game's won in the trenches. You know that, but we saw it in the NFC Championship game. We saw it in the Super Bowl. That's where the game is won. And then finally, Ward and Mosley together. So this is six, not five. I told you five I want. I want Jimmy Ward back, and I want him to play in the slot, and I want Mosley to be able to be on the outside, and I certainly want them to upgrade and get another corner just in case. But Mosley at the corner and Jimmy Ward in the slot, and they're already bringing, you know, they're already bringing everybody back. If that were the case, then that would be the same secondary. Now get some depth behind that. But if you get Ward, you get Mosley. That's what I would want. So if you got Ward, Mosley, Win, Oliver, Ionitis, it's Ionitis. I keep screwing it up. Matthew Ionitis and Davenport. That's probably more than what you could spend. But maybe I don't think it's outrageous. Getting Ward and Mosley is not outrageous. Win is not going to be outrageous. Oliver is not going to be outrageous. Uh, Davenport probably could be just based on the fact that he's 26 and when he's healthy. So someone will probably throw dumb money at him because they're bad teams. But if for some reason injuries are scaring teams away from Davenport, then that would be it. So Davenport, Ionitis, Oliver Wynn, Ward Mosley. If they could get those guys, and then I could throw in Charles Amenehue as well. I guess I want Charles Amenehue too. Who else did I say I wanted? Oops, sorry. I gave you the DBs there. Who else did I say I wanted? Let me look. Look at the 49ers free agency again. There's anybody else I said I wanted. Oh, and I also want, let's see, Mosley, I said, oh, yeah, and I want Brunskill. And I want Willis. And I want Brendel, and I want a Manihu. Eh, can they re-sign all those guys? Probably not. Probably not. So give your thoughts uh, about the whole thing. That is going to happen on Monday, but that is a quick preview at the positions of need. If I were going to rank him, I'd put, uh, I'd put the edge rusher at number one. I put right tackle at number two. I put interior defensive line, and I'm talking about depth, guys next to Armstead. Ioannidis is a guy that I think could be really good with the pass rush. Get a Manihu back. 
Uh, Got to find somebody against the run. Can Kinlaw do that? Can they just say, dude, just simplistic here. You're a monster of a man. Can you can you get your pad level down? Can you can you can you just give us run? We'll get you out of there. Can you be can you be first and second down guy? Can you stop the run? Didn't look like it in the NFC Championship game, but we got you. So can you be first and second down guy? We bring in Ioditis. We bring in a Manahue. Like you don't have to rush the passer. Just use the long limbs. Use the big side. First and second down. That's what we need you for. Can you do that? But depth along the defensive line, got to get some, got to get Mosley back and got to get some depth behind him. I'd like to get Jimmy Ward back. I'd like to get a tight end too. Is that too much to ask? Probably. I've probably overshot. I've probably spent more money than they have. But give me your thoughts on all of that. That is your 49ers free agency preview. All, always and all week long, we'll keep you up to date. Tomorrow's going to be crazy. So tune in, pop on Lund, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Monday. We'll keep you updated on all the signings, everything that's going on. It's going to be absolutely nuts. And then all week long, we'll do chats at night. Keep Stay tuned to the channel and stay tuned to the podcast and uh, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, and I'll tell you when we're going to do a bunch of chats. Free agency preview. What did you think? Tell me where I'm crazy, at John Lund Radio. It's Unleashed with me, John Lund, from KMBR Radio and the Locked On Podcast Network.